Hello, and welcome back to Heartwork, the podcast all about love, relationships, dating, and the work of the heart. My name is Tom Lloyd. I am your host, and today we're going to be going into the energy that's kind of behind the title of this show, which is Heartwork. We're going to be talking about the work. Are you doing the work? Are you showing up for the work? Do you even know what the work is? That's where we're going today. And if you keep tuning into this show, I have a feeling that you're familiar with the work, at least in some way. And you probably know that the more perspective you can get on it, the better it's going to be because you need all the help that you can get. Or you might be on the other side of that. You might just be realizing that there actually is work and that if you do it, it helps you out a whole bunch. And maybe you just need some resource from where to start. I want to let you know that wherever you are in your journey of the work of the heart, you are welcome here. And that this show is all about that. It's And it's not just about me and the guests and us kind of working through that. It's about you. It's about offering you a bunch of different perspectives so that you can understand where you are in your own journey of the heart and what is the next move that is going to move you into a bigger state of love. And when it comes to the work, uh, I mean, the guest I have today is exemplary at it. She shows up for the work wherever she's doing it to like 190%. Like she likes to say, she comes at it with a fine tooth comb. There couldn't be a better person to be talking about the work. Uh, And that person is, my guest today, is Michelle Boulay. And if you know her, you know just how exceptional she is. And if you don't, I'm so excited to share her with you. One of the biggest things that I've gotten from having Michelle on the show is really understanding that the work doesn't happen alone. We do it for ourselves and really we're the only ones who can do it. But having people who are there for us, who inspire us, who make us reach uh, towards even higher hearts is necessary to do some of this work. And Michelle is a person like that for me. So without further ado, let's get to the heart of it. Here is Michelle Boulay. Mm-mm. Ding dong. Hi, Michelle. How's it going? Good. I just took a jog. How was yes. the jog? It was great. It's so sunny out right now. And I'm. it's like, I feel super lucky because there's not a lot of people where I am right now. Where are you? I'm in Illinois. You're in Illinois. Are you close to where you're from? I am in the house that I grew up in. Wow. I know. It's so crazy. I mean, it's because I, you know, I left New York and I got rid of almost everything I owned and I put it, but what I had left in storage in my parents' house. And I suppose I like supposed to be airplaning all over the place right now. <laughs> yeah. So are you with your parents? I am. Wow. That's yeah. cool. It is. It that's is. Very cool. Wait, I just want to say, I love that we're both like in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I've also been going for runs here because um, I just have been, but I'm in the mountains. So mm-hmm. running in the mountains has been really hard. <laughs> like, I love it. <laughs> ever run on the elevation before? Um, Intense. It's so good to have you here. It is lovely um, to see you. Yeah. 
well, let's just get into it. My first question that I always like to give people is like, who are you and how do you want to frame yourself? Because you're a voice. I feel a lot of people that I know probably see you, but how do you want to be framed? Gosh, what a great, yes, what a great question. Who are you? I'm just going just gonna to say this. Like, I feel like I am continuing to discover who I am mm-hmm. um, because... I don't, I don't think we get asked that question with real, there's like a level at which that question is asked. And in the U.S., it sort of implies like, what do you do? Yep, it does. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, well, yeah, maybe I am that. Maybe I am that. I mean, I can say that the work I do is I danced for over 20 years professionally based in New York City. Um, and I taught and I choreographed and I did all of that internationally. And uh, since 2007, I always had an interest in somatic practices and healing as a vehicle to support my dancing. Um, And in 2007, I actually went in and studied a specific modality, made a practice out of that alongside my professional career in dance. And more and more lately, because I did just move out of New York City in early January of this year, I've been looking at coaching in combination with my healing work. So I would say that I am a creative being. I like, I like, I, I love creating whatever it is. And, and a huge part of what I believe I'm here to do is, is learn more and help people learn more, live more from a place of love. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love your answer too, because I feel like one of my views of you is how does she exist in all of these beingnesses? Oh my gosh. At uh-huh. the same time. I'm like always, I'm very impressed. I'm like, ah, um, I love it. Can I say something to that? Yeah, please. I, I just, I feel like I love movement mm. and I love, like I, I talk about, even when I started studying, it was the body talk system. It became like this way of, I, I would always use the word architectures of consciousness or that term. Like I was, I was looking at how is, is consciousness arranged? And I was always like, in looking at the world, it's like, okay, how are things framed? And actually it's true when I, when I am like on a walk, like I just came back from a walk and I can take a moment and, and see something in a different way, which I think is part of the creator. It's like, we, we are creating something new. So I feel like that's just, it, it will come out in the ways it's meant to come out in my life. And I think a lot of that is really related to movement, movement and performance. Like there's cool. something for me, um, I, I see, you know, some, there was a time when I was calling myself a life movement specialist. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if it's dancing. In the dance field, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter if it's dancing or if it's like how you're relating to your family or your partner. It's all mm-hmm. movement. It's all movement in service of creation. That's how I see it. With love. With love, yes. Something was coming up about me doing this podcast last night or the other night that the last like kind of more professional dance that I made was me going in with my ex-boyfriend making this dance about our relationships. And it was and it's like, oh, actually I always wanted to go there in some way. I'm just so now I'm here in this landscape doing the same work like yeah it might take different forms i think it really will it's all the we just have to do what we have to do so that's Mm -hmm. cool okay so next question what do you what would you label our connection as yeah i okay can i can i answer that from like how like my first memory 
Yeah, let's yeah do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So you were in landing that program at Gibney Dance that Miguel Gutierrez had was spearheading or guiding. Yep, and the first one too. The, and, and I yeah, and I taught the very or I led the very first session I think of the very mm-hmm. first landing, and I was it was all about it just became all about healing. That session. You know, yes. Yeah. If you recall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and so, you know, we, we kind of like dove deep into that, that world that is so interesting to me. And then I love, I really remember, I remember it kind of like a movie and I've not seen that many movies, but I think I've seen enough in like my childhood and teen years where it's like, you know, you, you, your friend calls you to the corner of the room and it's like, look what I have. And you, 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 you called me over or something. I was there in the corner with you. You reach into your bag and you pull this item out. And that, that's like the movie. It's like, here's the thing. And it was your, <laughs> it was that biogeometry tool. And I hadn't seen that. I mean, I knew what it was. I had, I didn't have that one, but I was like, oh. and uh-huh. it was this, it was this, it was this amazing reinforcement of like, sometimes when I'm talking about this stuff that can seem woo woo, I don't even want to call it a reinforcement, but it was just this lovely connection like that you, you, you knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes we, we can feel like there's no one who understands what we're talking about, but the people are out there and the connections are here to be made. And I remember you told me about your parents' home, I believe mm-hmm. was designed with a biogeometry um, information. And I remember you saying like, it never gets messy. Yeah, and the, my, my parents' house doesn't ever get messy because of that. But you, were, you wore that or so, I feel like you something about biogeometry was on you and it was like a secret. It was like, oh, she, yeah, she's wearing it right now. <laughs> um, the biogeometry stuff is so rare to it find is. somebody else that had it was like this secret connection <laughs> or something like very special. And like, yeah, I did understand you and you understood something about me, I feel like. Yes. Um, my first memory of you was also that moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had heard of you before that, but I didn't really understand and you did you did do that healing session and i was like oh my god this is everything this is all i ever need that was the one artist i really needed in that program i think you were and um the session that you did i remember we did a healing session and then you often go into a movement section afterwards right yes and in that movement section the people i connected with it was intense during that section and for the next several weeks days and weeks I was connecting with those people and it was like I remember like being in the street and I would be making these connections and I was like what did Michelle do (laughs) it's like what did she unlock like this stuff that she's working with is so unreal it's like I love that it's 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 tapping into my life in such a deep way and I actually I was meditating today and I I realized I've been in connection with every single one of those people this week oh that's so beautiful yeah so that was my first memory of you. And then when my f- heart first connected with you, I feel like was when I really started following you in your practice and your work, which is in the dance field sometimes, and sometimes it's not. And especially when I, I signed up for your, you did have a self-love course that you did. And that, that required me to really tap in with myself, but really be vulnerable to you, mm-hmm. I think. And um, I was in love. I mean, I was, already was in love, but then I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a, it is a beautiful thing to like, you know, because I think a lot of us are looking for support and help, you know, and there's, there's something about choosing the person who will, 
I don't know. It's I, I see it sometimes as an intuitive pull or desire pull or like you just notice something. And then it is true. Like you, you have to make yourself vulnerable to that person. I, I, it's, it's wonderful to hear that because I know I do it myself when I'm working with people, but I, for somehow it's nice to hear that from you now too. Like what a, what a, an honor that connection is for both people. Definitely. Definitely. We can just keep going on that conversation with maybe some of the work that you do. One of my questions was, can you kind of describe the work that you, that you're doing in like consciousness-based medicine and how have you found it? We could talk about self-love and I think we could also talk about relationships, but how have you found that work to be affecting people's love lives or hearts uh-huh. specifically? Well, you know, I, I think the thing it, it helps them do is, is start to fall in love with themselves more deeply. Mm-hmm. And, and I think really honor who they are, like what kind of what I started saying at, at the very beginning. And I, I feel like it's just f- this year for me is an, another level of that personally. It's like, who am I? What, like, what, what do I truly, truly like? Because there's been so much, we receive so much conditioning. And I, I say this a lot because I think this information is so important. It's like, you know, until you're seven years old, you have no conscious mind. So unless you're, you're really actively working in, in your life in a way to, I mean, if you have all the conditioning that sets you up for the life that you want, awesome. But oftentimes, <laughs> that's, not, that's not the case. We're not often asked, like, who, who are you? What do you love? Let's help you do that. It's like, follow these rules that have been set up that uphold a certain kind of society, you know, uh-huh. uphold certain kinds of structures. And I, and I feel like when, when we start to know and understand and love and accept who we are, love and accept there there is this thing that i started to say is when you're in that place of connection whether it's with yourself or another person you're sending different hormones through your body different neurotransmitters different chemicals and that 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 oxytocin that that human bonding hormone actually expands it 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 creates an expansion of the arteries in your heart and you you are more full of love so I love and i was it. saying like even if you know, whether that's with yourself or, or with another person, I think there's something about coming into the present moment. And when we do that, and, and I feel like I've been practicing a lot, like even deeper le- levels of this recently, when we come into the present moment and actually see what we're thinking, believing, how we're behaving in a moment, it's just like, it's, it's, it's so beautiful. <laughs> I, I, that's like, there, I think it, it really is a space filled with love and an energy of creation. Because I, I do believe that life is just continuing to create. It's continuing to create. And I frame that personally, or I want to choose to work with that life force energy from a lens of love. Amazing. I love that. Okay. So when did you start falling in love with yourself? What got you to do that? And what coding or things have you had to break through, do you feel like? Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) How much time do we have? (laughs) As much time as you want. (laughs) When did I start falling in love with myself? So I can Or like even what got you to? Yeah. Pain. Nice. Yeah. Pain. (laughs) Right? You understand. Yes. (laughs) I mean, there, I can, I, you know, part of my mind wants to go back to like, to dance. And I, you know, I could talk about that journey for me and how it just like, it was this, 
this thing that I feel like has, has been sitting beside me, like even from the time when I was injured and I thought I was done dancing for the rest of my life in my, um, in my teenage years, it, it still kind of sat there beside me. And then I, you know, I made a huge career out of it in New York and internationally. But in terms of like the self-love, you know, I think that's a story we hear a lot. Like you, you have to love yourself to be able to really land in the relationship that you want. And I think what I've had is I've had iterations of, I've had beautiful re- relationships, long-term relationships. And when I look back at them, they each taught me something different about myself um, I can see that there were, you know, there were qualities, whether it was like learning my boundaries or learning how to work with anger or learning, you know, even reframing like, wow, this relationship, there, there was such a beautiful sexuality in that relationship for me. And, you know, I like opening up and I think this is a perspective too. like, what were the gifts of something? So I think in each through of those, the pain, right? Or through the pain. So, yeah, like especially the painful moments. It's like finding those gifts. Yes, and, and yeah. usually I find that those painful moments are I'm either trying to control someone else because I'm not able to look at what's really going on with me. And which is kind of like the other side of that is am I really honoring who I am and what I want? Yes, huge. And I think that that's huge for like, for anything, right? Like mm-hmm. a love relationship, a work relationship, how you relate to your body. You know, it's like, if we're, if we're always living by an outer script, we're not, we're not at home to live our own lives. We're not at home to fall in love with ourselves. And I think, you know, there, I, I, when I think about it, you know, cause I'm single right now when I, when I, and it, it before, if there were times when I was single, I could go down an easy hole of like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. What, you know, like finding fault. But I've had wonderful relationships and I've learned so much. It's just that my, you know, my journey with that is I didn't learn with the same partner, you know, right. or, and, and I do know, I, I do feel like there is, my, my soulmate is out there. Like I know, or is in here. <laughs> I'm pointing to my heart, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And so it's like, yes, and I, I want that. You know, I've had astrologers tell me even recently, like that's a huge part of my life journey is, is companionship is, is, mm. is finding like growing through partnership because I, like you said, the vulnerability of even coming in our, in, in our relationship where you were in my course, it's like, mm-hmm that person becomes a mirror. Everything is a mirror, but man, when you're with someone like 24, seven, 24, seven, you're taking your clothes off in front of them. You're doing all those things. You know, you're asking, <laughs> you're talking about money. It's like uh-huh. everything will come up. Wow. It's so cool. So yeah. hard and so cool. It is so cool. Um, one thing I was going to say is because I was doing some reflection on that self-love course. Yeah. I feel like one thing that that has been happening over like the last year or maybe two, something like that is that I have noticed myself falling in love with myself in a way, in a certain way. And I think it's, you know, I'm going to put it out. It's not just you. It's a lot of things that I'm doing, but I feel like it was part of a catalyst of a bunch of different stuff with self love. But I, I've recognized myself falling in love with myself more. Mm -hmm. And it's what I recognize is that I can almost fall in love with anyone. <laughs> I don't know if you've experienced that, but it's like, yeah, I could fall in love with you. I could fall in love with you. I could fall in love with you. And it's like, if it doesn't work out, it's cool because I can fall in love with you also. 
<laughs> because, and I recognized, I was like, why is this? And it's like, I think it's because I'm in love with myself. Mm. So it's so easy to find love in others. Yeah, that's then, really awesome. I love that because it, it just, I don't, you know, yeah, I would love to hear you say more about that. I feel like it's like the ego stops leading, the limitation, the scarcity stops leading. And it just sounds like you're in a place of abundance around love. And, and if there's a moment when you want to choose and commit, I mean, I think that's something too, is like, yeah, we could, we could fall in love with any, you know, there's a ton of people. I, I do find that the longer I'm with someone, the deeper the issue, the deeper the issues get, like the deeper the healing gets. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I agree. But I'm also single right now. So it's like, you know, it's a different... Do you have anything to say about being single? Oh my God. Well, what I want to say to you is just like, love bunny it up. Like love, love it around. My goodness. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you're comfortable with that and and your boundaries around that, you know, if there are clear agreements set up between you and another person, Mm -hmm. but I, but I think it's like, you know, I, I, I think, and you could talk about this in like, as a business person, it's like, if you're trying to get it, if you're trying to get something it implies that there's something missing already. Mm. And, and, then, and then you're not coming from a place of the wholeness of who you are. And then like, you know, I found this with myself at times. It's like, I feel like I'm trying to grasp for it. And then I get pissed off if the person doesn't respond the way I want them to. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, you know, you could look at that in different ways. I'm, I'm talking really generally right now. You know, sometimes it, it requires a conversation and, and, and like, what are the assumptions we're making? What are the agreements? But, you know, in dating that I've done recently, I, I here's what I want to say. I've realized that like, whether or not a person likes me has nothing to do with me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you get that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. And, and what what I think about them has nothing to do with them. Uh-uh. It's all about you. Totally. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like, and I feel like I'm understanding this on deeper and deeper, deeper levels, which is, I feel like that's why it's so important for us to understand what is going on inside ourselves. Yes. Because otherwise we're just projecting stuff all over the place, you know, like. Right. Oh, and then we lose our power. Yeah. I feel like I've started saying to some people, you know, not to them directly, but it's like, yeah, if you don't think that I'm amazing, then I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> like, cause I am, you know, like some there's people who think that I'm amazing. And if you don't, then like, that's cool. That's, we don't need to. Yeah. Go find, go find the person that you think is amazing and go over there yeah. and, and it can hurt. Or that know that sees that I am, you know, yes. like I don't need to like, there's no reason for me to stay around people who don't think that. Or think that you know of themselves. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting world out there. <laughs> you uh, mean in there? In there. Yeah, you're right. Thank you for reconnecting. <laughs> it always comes back to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it does. One thing I want to ask is, I just have been watching your journey, I feel like right now, of leaving New York. And I feel like it's so courageous, like selling your apartment in Clinton Hill. I'm like, how, Michelle, how are you doing this? Like, why, you know? And, but I know there's something going on and, and I feel like I'm watching you have like immense trust in the universe or in your heart. And yeah. I want to hear about it. If there's anything yeah. you want to share. Yeah, sure. Um... You know, it. one of my exes would say that I don't change easily. <laughs> oh, wow. 
And, and I think I do, you know, I, I did have an, I, I'm going to talk about astrology again. I just had a reading last week that um, I do have a pretty fixed sign. Like I have a ton of water in my chart and, and I, and I, I think there's something about like my understanding of, of movement and dance and how to make movement actually happen mm-hmm. really is like imbued in, in how I try to move through the world um, mentally, emotionally, <clears throat> excuse me, spiritually. And with the decision to leave New York, it was really, it was really just like a kind of a heart and gut knowing. And I have to say this too, Tom, I'm going to be totally transparent that I had, I just had this sense that I wasn't going to meet my partner there. Wow. And, and I, and it's so funny because I was talking with um, a person who was wanting to bring me to her university to teach and we were trying to, we were talking about, we had to get on a phone call to talk about dates. And we literally started talking about dating. <laughs> <laughs> and this person left another city for the same reason. Uh-huh. You know, like she thought that I'm not going to meet my person in this city. And as soon as she went to that other place, she met the person, you know, it wow. took it maybe like three months later. So it was a gut feeling. And then I did have someone who does like astrocartography look at it. And she was like, the whole Eastern seaboard isn't good for you for relationships. So, wow. so that was funny. But I also feel like I had a sense, I could feel how New York City was, like I, I can draw, I can go, 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 go. It's, it's like in my nature. And I could feel myself, like literally I'm putting my hand like at the top of my ears, like filling up to capacity. I could feel it wearing on my nervous system. I remember in my early 20s in New York, I would just, I, I would just like get burned out all the time, like always working. And I just knew that if I didn't, I, I just started to hear this. If I don't make a different decision, my life is not going to change. And I, I decided at the end of what year was it? 2018. I knew I had, um, it was a really busy year. And at the end of it, I was like, you know what? I am not going to work for the last month of this year. I mean, whatever. Is that really true? I, I think I'm always, <laughs> I did, but <laughs> I decided to go to Santa Fe to study source point therapy with my two teachers there. And then I decided I had set up, set myself up to go to a, a Vipassana retreat in, in Western Massachusetts. But I was, then I just had this feeling and I, I think I, I, I need to listen and sort of hear these things in myself. I had this, I had this impulse to go to Bali because uh, I, had always, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had always wanted to go to Bali and, and that was kind of related to space clearing. Like I love how they treat space there. And so I started to research what's going on in Bali in December. I emailed a woman I know there. And then somehow this yoga teacher that I had been following for some time, maybe I got one of her emails or I just Googled her and she was teaching a retreat or training the, the exact same 10 days as the Vipassana retreat. So I had so many airline miles and I was like, you know what? I'm going to Bali. So I went to Bali and then, and then a friend I was talking to was like, why don't you go to the Philippines? I was like, you know what? I'm going to the Philippines. So I made it a five week trip. And in both of those places, I had really strong moments where I was like, I have to leave New York. And one of them was Mm. I was helping lead in the Philippines. I was helping facilitate a body talk weekend retreat. And they, the practitioners there gave me a session at the very end. And I I don't know if it might've been the session was over and I like got up off the cushions and I was just like tears and tears and tears. Like I have to leave New York. (laughs) (laughs) Cause how long were you living in New York? 20 years. Wow. I mean, like I left after like almost 21 years. Yeah. And so 
I just knew I needed to listen to those messages. And it wasn't, you know, so that was like December, January, 2018, 2019. And I didn't, like I put my apartment, I, I think I posted it on social media, maybe like in April of last 2019 or something. And then I finally was like, and I went back and forth. And then I finally was like, you know what, I'm going to get, get a realtor and just sell this thing. And it sold in two weeks. And, and I left January 8th or 9th or something. Of this year, right? Of this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I have a deep love for that city and the love for the community. And I just know in my heart that I am where I need to be right now. And Tom, can I, can I say one more thing? Please. Like this, I, I love this information too, because um, I, um, it was actually one of my, in one of my early relationships, my partner turned me on to the HeartMath Institute back in like the early 2000s. Do you know the HeartMath Institute? I don't. Please inform us. You should look them up. They do research okay. on the field of the heart. I love like it. the energy field of the heart and just like different practice. They have excellent research books. They do studies where they help people, you know, people in trauma, even like tune into the, the, the love of their heart field, the gratitude, whatever it is in the, in the, all the things that the heart helps to generate. And that, that heart field is the strongest electromagnetic field in our body. And I don't, I'm not surprised. Right. And I don't know if it was from them or it's, I remember hearing a story somewhere where they like some study was being done on meditation and they were working with monks and they started to put um, electrodes on the monk's heads and they all started laughing and like, why are you putting them on their, our heads? You should be putting them on our hearts. I love it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so that I, I feel like when we can more strongly tune into that heart awareness, it, it is a vibration. And we, that's, that's, I think it is a thing that connects us to the larger world around us and the decisions we need to make and the people we need to connect to and the things. And, you know, I think there's a real compass in there. There is, I think. How did you, because I feel like I know this experience that you're talking about within myself, which is yeah. the, I have to leave New York deep knowingness crying. <laughs> <laughs> How did you continue to put that into motion to where you are now? Like, how do you, it's one thing to know it, right? But then yeah. sometimes you can just ignore it. Yes. Right? Yes. And then that creates probably more pain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but. How did you, because I feel like the steps that you're taking are so bold right now. How did you, did you come into doubt or? 100%. Mm -hmm. I I think it's, I think for someone to imagine that a person makes a big change and has no doubts is false. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, the, I think the doubts come up and I think in practice in taking these sort of leaps of faith, if if I can call it that we learn what the reality, the reality of how those doubts function. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh, as you were asking that, there was something else I wanted to say. (laughs) Universe. (laughs) Let me just look up and ask, what was it that I wanted to say? How did I keep moving towards that? It just, I I think there's, it's like, we only know the, the next immediate step. Mm. And, and I feel like if, if we do want to, to take a leap, all, we, we can take that next step and we'll just, then we'll get the next level of awareness. But I think the thing that starts to happen is we try to predict what the outcome will be. And then you're, you're be, be, from what you know, but then you just end up in the same place again, because you're holding to what you know. So there really is this space of looking at 
like being comfortable with understanding that the unknown can create fear because it's just a pattern that your subconscious mind doesn't recognize. But in terms of, I think you're asking the question that you're asking, which I, I love the heart of it, I think is that there's a, there's a quote Leland Van Vanderwaal and I, I'm going to paraphrase it. It's like the, the degree to which a person can grow is relative to their capacity to look at their truth and not run away. Mm. So, I mean, I think that that quote is just, it's amazing. And, and I feel like I learned this through, um, I have a colleague and friend who wrote a book. She works with, she works with crystals and she has a system called the Cardinal Method. Her name's Paula Renova. And I actually experienced this in my last significant breakup. I think I was I was so afraid of my truth in that relationship. And I I just held, pick up a little crystal right now. This is a rose quartz. Mm, <laughs> you know, right? All about love. Mm-hmm. And and she uses these because there's a I mean, there, it's I think it's important to not get superstitious about this stuff. But there is a, you know, if we're talking energy, you and I understand even from biogeometry energy, there's a clarity in in like the structure of this, this rose quartz that I'm holding right now. And it, and it can, it can be a helpful tool to see your truth. So I I knew what I needed to do. And I, in that relationship, and I had to go through a painful process of admitting that and grieving that. I remember being on the subway, going to see the, um, the name is escaping right now, the Comme de Garçon exhibit at the Metropolitan Museum. And and I was just like crying and crying and crying, you know, like on the train. Mm-hmm. I met Miguel afterwards for lunch, just like crying and crying and crying and crying. And I think it's really important for us to, to honor the time that it takes. And also to know, I, I think there's real truth in that, that quote, like to start to develop skills, to know what, what your truth is. And I think part of that is like, who are you? Yes. What do you like, what do you love to do? Uh, you know, and, and then from there, you can build a base or a life that is based on your truth and not someone else's truth. All of this stuff is so good. <clears throat> There's so many things I want to say. What is it that I want to, There's so much here, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that comes is my dad would always, I remember when I was growing up, I there's something where I had to make some big decision or something. And I asked him like, how do you make these decisions? And he said, sometimes it feels like you're like hanging off a cliff and you're about to fall down the whole cliff. But if you just let go, you'll realize that like the next, it's really only like a five foot drop or something like that. And so just let go. Yeah. That's one thing to just to do, to take the step. And then another thing that comes up when I'm listening to you, listening to you is I feel like a lot of times, well, one thing that I, I run into this podcast all the time is that the language of the heart is like really cliche mm-hmm. <laughs> and is one thing. But another thing I think that's often associated with like language around the heart is that everything always feels good or it always feels like lovely, but it's mm. like sometimes following your heart really is painful and there is grief and to act like it's not there is not serving you (laughs) yeah like sometimes like when you know you have to are going to be having to go through change and it it will be painful you have to grieve you have to cry yeah you know and that's part of it yeah i mean i think the i think the the challenge is is we start to make it mean something about ourselves like oh i failed or Uh, mm -hmm. you know i don't know how to do this i'm all you know like all the meaning that gets but it doesn't mean anything it's just like it wasn't right. Right. It was never, well, not it's that like, it was never right. It was right for the moment, but it's just, 
Yeah. I mean, can, it, it, this image comes up for me. I mean, maybe because, you know, we know each other from dance. It's like if someone were in an Alexander technique lesson. So, you know, this, this, that, that technique is all about how do you align your, your head in your neck, your head in your spine, you uh -huh. know, and, and the person's like, it, it's just like you get an adjustment and, and it's like, there's not, it doesn't, it was just out of alignment, you right. know, or like a chiropractic adjustment. And yes, like I, 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 I feel like there's a total like emotion, mental, emotional reality to the alignment of our bodies, but it, or, you know, like my mentor would talk about it. It's like, you're, you're the, the space shuttle is trying to get to the moon and, and, and it just, it just course corrects. It's like, we we're off by four degrees. Let's let's get back on, you know, we're off by two. It's not, it doesn't become like a big dramatic, like we suck. It's inevitable. Like we have to fail. Yes. We have to fail. Yes. I love it. We're just getting to the heart of it. We're just right getting away. to the heart all of it. All exactly. All of it. You just have to, you have to go there. Mm -hmm. Okay. What does everybody need to know about self-love, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> what does everyone need to know about self-love? It's not just going to the spa. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's so much of what we said. It's like understanding who you are and loving on that big time and, and being willing I think part of it too is like being willing to know that as cliche as this sounds, you're here to do something mm -hmm. like we're here to fulfill a purpose, just like every dandelion that's growing in the the lawn outside of me, <laughs> outside of me, outside of this house that I'm sitting in. And I feel like love is like, it's like the super juice to make that happen in, in a more graceful and, and joyful way. Um, but I think, I think it gets like, Oh, okay. Well, there's another thing. I think it gets sugar-coated. You know, it, it's like, okay, I get a manicure. I get, it's like, that's my self-love, but it is, it is selfish and it needs to be selfish. And I, I think we, we talked about this a little bit earlier too, because if you're not dealing with what's right here, right here inside of you, you have nothing to build on. You, you have nothing to, there, there's, you have nothing. It's like, there's not a way to contribute. It has to be, I think it's essential. Because otherwise we st we we're still in that space of of living someone else's life, caring what other people think. When we're caring what other people think, again, we're just we're just not living our own lives. We're not tending to our own garden. It's like, oh, what's going on in their garden? What's going on in that garden? What do they think about my garden? Meanwhile, there's no one taking care of your garden. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Wow. So I feel like I feel like it's by by being in love with yourself, you by that very nature will be contributing. But I don't think you need to worry about that. I, I think I think people, be, I, you know, I say this only because sometimes people are like, well, I want to do this so I can help a lot of other people. It, it, maybe that's really like, well, you're doing that because you want to be loved by a lot of other people. Mm. What's your selfish reason? It will affect. <laughs> I love this. What's your selfish reason? I am 100% with you, actually. Right? It will, it will affect the people it needs to affect. But if you're, if you're living, like, I can just feel that in my body because I know it, I know it. It's like, it's a, it's a way to manipulate. How can I get more people's love? Mm -hmm. Get your own love first. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> get your, well, it's like, you know, the phrase, how are you going to love somebody if you can't love somebody else? But how are you going to help somebody if you can't help yourself? Yes. But can you help yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we, you know, we, it's just like loving ourselves enough to know also like, I need to ask somebody for help. Come, come over here. Help me out. Oh yeah. That's huge. 
Yeah. I'm always asking for help. And I, and I've had times where I, here's one thing too, Tom, like in, in one of my relationships, <laughs> oh man, I love this guy, but he was like, if you do another session on our relationship, like me getting sessions, he just, uh-huh. he was like, cause I was like using those sessions to avoid my truth. Mm. I didn't, I mean, I learned a lot from those sessions, but it was just like, Oh, help me not look at this. Help me not look at this. And I was like, just look at it. Just look at it. You will be okay. You'll be well, even more than okay, maybe. You'll thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, is there anything that you want to ask me? <laughs> I want to know, you alluded to something, I can't remember where I read this, about like making choices, well, big shifts in your life, you know, from where you thought you were going. And I would love to hear how, how self-love was was a part of that or selfishness or or honesty with mm. yourself how it did what well just just like coming to the realization that actually this is where i need to be or this is this is the like in this selfish place this is the way that i can serve because mm. what i what i see like i just what what i what i you know like what i'm perceiving from the outside is that it is, it is, there is this space where like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm going to do this. I'm going to share this. I'm going to love on this. I'm going to let this go. I'm going to move into this. And, and, it, and, it, and, you know, and I think, I think what can happen is like, it, it triggers people. Like, it's like, gosh, what, let me get clear about this, Tom. I love, I love how you're articulating. I'm in love with how you're articulating this. <laughs> It's Keep just, going, please. Well, I think sometimes we can see someone who's changing and it's just like, ooh, wait, what? You know, like... I was talking about this this morning with Melinda. Yes, tell me more then. I was talking about <laughs> this with Melinda because I feel like it's, sometimes it's hard to choose a thing because not everybody's going to support it. Not, every want, not everybody in your life wants that version of you to exist. For sure. And that can be really hard because you're worried about what they think mm-hmm. or something. And so you have to deal with not getting their support and choosing to follow your heart, Yeah, I think. And, I've, I've, and I was talking about, you know, there's several moments with Melinda. I was talking, it's like one time, you know, I used to be like, I was voted the party king of my high school, like unanimously, right? <laughs> like, and I was just like, you know, life of the party. And I've been sober now for over five years and you know Melinda was like well I think you're still the life of the party and I'm like well you have no idea (laughs) but you know one thing especially when I was still back in Minneapolis is people would really want me to fill that role Mm. and if I didn't show up in that way it's like there's something wrong we want you to be like this yes you know and so and it's like that's just not who I am yeah and I feel like part of me moving to New York was really actually letting myself be something else because I do love people and I am often a part of like a lot of community and I feel like a lot of people were seeing me and wanted me to show up in this certain way not just because of uh sobriety or whatever but just in a lot of ways and I feel like I was feeling that I needed to transform into something else or not even transform (laughs) maybe uncover more of who I actually am yeah yeah, I mean, as we shift, it does it does ask that everything everything and everyone adjusts around us. And I I like to frame it in terms of, you know, you let go of something of a lower vibration to go into a higher vibration. Yes. 
And it's, it doesn't mean anything like what we were saying earlier. It doesn't mean that a person is any less or any better. It's just, we're in different spaces. We're in different spaces. We're in different spaces. But you can, I love how you were starting to articulate that. You can feel, it's like, you can almost feel like the people quieting down. They're like, and they're like looking at you in this way. They're like, and what they're seeing is you moving forward, but they're like uncomfortable with it. And so they don't see, see it as you moving forward, but they are seeing you. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? It's like I do know weird, what you're talking about. It's settling where they're like, I don't know how to talk to them anymore or something like that. Yeah. And, and I, I feel have to like keep going. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I believe that. And I feel like you know, for me in that journey, it's, been, it's had to be, I, I have to let go of my ego in that too. You know, like this thing that I was saying of like better or worse, you know, it's just different. And, and it, it is, I feel like it's just resonance. You just, you just shifted your frequency and, and just like playing a different chord on or key on the piano, you know, it's like now these other frequencies are going to resonate with you in the, in this new note that you're playing, yes. not the old note. And, and, and I, I feel like for me in, in that it, I've had to really see those spaces with love too and, and loving boundaries. And I think oh, that I that, love boundaries. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I love that boundaries. But and I think that like this really helped me with um, a coach I've been working with for the past year. It's just like the boundary is not. It's not to like. It's to protect this thing that that I'm here to do and be. It's like to protect. If I, I'll call it like spirit moving through me. And actually, mm-hmm. that is something I knew as a dancer, as like from before I reached the double digits. I was like, something's moving through me. How, and I always looked at dancing as like, how can I get this thing to move through me? So I feel like I feel like it's really essential to to tend to that container of ourselves, or even like a vessel. This 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 vessel that we have in this lifetime to offer something, and if it means setting a boundary with love, yes, setting a bound. Like I I love I I this that's this that. That person to doing that, that's their job right now. And that's, that's my, this is my job right now. That's their job is not my business. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Can I share with you my, one of my self-love mantras right now? Yes, please. <laughs> I, I got this when I was in the meditation the other day is to just say, I love me. Like, or I, I, I love me like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I love my life. And because I love my life so much, I'm gonna, and then I fill in the blank. Ooh, what's been coming up? Just, just little actions. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to take this move right now instead of what I thought I was supposed to do today. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that because I mean, yeah. I, I, it's like, it's like, for me, I call it like combing through your consciousness. Uh-huh. Like what's the intention behind why I'm doing this? Am I doing this because I feel like I'm not good enough? Yes. Or am I doing this because I'm loving on myself and yeah, this feels yes. amazing. Yeah. Or I'm going to take this step that I didn't want to take, but that's really the step that will love myself today yeah i like that you so. said that you didn't want to take because it, it's true it i mean I, I just caught myself like yeah it it, it feels it doesn't always feel amazing <laughs> yes <laughs> like, like i i talked about this recently i was like wow change makes me want to barf like i sometimes oh I'm yeah really... <laughs> yes sometimes it's like <sighs> exactly it's like really i have to do that yep yes you do <laughs> yes you do i have one more just a because I'm interested, you've been mentioning astrology. What I'm a fixed sign, also. Oh, I'm a Leo. What is your sign? Can you guess? No, <laughs> I can't. I mean, I haven't thought about it too hard, but I just want to. Yeah. What is it? Um, I am a Sun in Scorpio, and I wow. am an Aquarius. That's moon. why I didn't know. I never, <laughs> whenever <laughs> I can never guess Scorpio. 
I'm an Aquarius moon and I'm a Cancer rising and I have five planets in the fifth house. Oh, wow. Creativity and play and is Venus the fifth house? I can't remember. I can't remember. But yeah, it's a high concentration in that, that astrological house. Cool. Yeah. Also, you were bringing up coaching. I mean, I, one thing that I've been recognizing is that working with a coach in any type of capacity mm-hmm. <laughs> is a way to give yourself love. Yes. Because it's a way to invest literally your energy in yourself to hold yourself accountable to something that you want to do. Yeah. I feel like I keep finding different coaches and it's um, really helpful. So I don't know if you want to talk about that or the work that you do and where people can find you, but that's just kind of a setup for that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I would, I mean, it makes, it reminds me of just like, I was, of course, cause I've spent so much of my life dancing, like stand behind the good dancer. You know? Yes. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, I, I just started working with another coach who is miles and miles and miles ahead of me. And I love it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's like, I, and I knew it like the first time I saw this person speak live, I was like, I need to work with this person. And then the second time I was in working, like doing a group workshop with him, I was like, I need to work with this person. And then I made the decision. I was like, oh man, did I make the right decision? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. The doubt, of course. Of course, the doubt, as we spoke about. Mm -hmm. Um, So why I started doing it was because it really, I found it as a tool that really facilitated bigger change in my life. And, you know, when I was helping people heal, I found a pattern of, people coming in and we'd get so far and maybe they'd come in again six weeks later and, and there wasn't as much accountability. And, and it was like, it was, um, you know, a person has to be ready. A person has to really want to do that work and either, either from a place of pain or from a place of inspiration. Mm -hmm. And so in my own life, like a thirst, you like, it needs to be quenched. Totally. And in my own life, I was like, I reached a point and I was like, okay, I, I need to rub up against someone else that can help me get further. And I just, I know like a huge part of my design is transformation. I like almost did a PhD program on the consciousness of transformation. Mm. Like wow. that's, and, and so I am here to change and evolve and help people do that. And I, I love, it, it feels like it's the same, the same attention that I used in my in my dance life. Like I, you know, like let's just take like working with Miguel Gutierrez, who I worked with for 15 years. I would just go through every single detail of how to do a particular movement or, you know, like say the, say, say the words I was supposed to be saying on stage. I would just like fine tooth comb it. So I love doing that with someone in their life. And you know, the, the, if someone's working one-on-one with me, it's like, I'll, I'll look at, I'll look at everything mm-hmm. if they want to go that deep. And then I also, do a lot of group programs. Um, I do a monthly program called Meditate, Move, Heal, which I love. I love that space. It brings in um, three of the tools that are huge for me. And then I do group courses like the self-love course that you did two years ago already, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I do a, a course called Go Big, which is, I, I believe, a, a course to tap into your greatness. And then my one-on-one coaching. And I will say, like, I know this will continue to evolve. Like, I, I have a dream of doing in-person retreats, Mm-hmm. Um, when, when we get back to that, I, I love being in a room with people. It lights me up like, like no other to see a person like step into a newer understanding of themselves and to step into a deeper connection. It's just, it's, it's like, I'm watching freedom. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And I, th- I would say one thing that I love about you is that you are somebody 
who embodies what you're offering. I do my best. I, you do. I, you know, I wanna, I'm going to walk that talk. <laughs> you do walk it because um, that's why I worked with you in the past. Um, yeah. I feel like, Tom, I want to just like, I, I'm just like curious, like what is singing in your heart right now? What is singing in my heart right now? Yeah. <sighs> Two things. Um, I helped this couple that I'm staying with have a baby and that's Ooh. a constantly, and I'm staying with, so I'm, I, that's a constantly evolving relationship and um, he's my nephew, but to hang around that right now, like it breaks up my, like whatever I'm doing, I'll go up and like hang out with him and that it just puts me in a whole different, he's so joyful too. Mm -hmm. And so that makes my heart sing. Mm -hmm. And then I think there's a seed in me that's like, I'm not going back to work. through this are working i am working but like i'm not going back to how i used to work yeah so i feel like that those both of those things are i feel like i'm on the verge of a new life right now and so that's exciting Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that the both of those things are making my heart sing yeah so yeah thanks for asking you're welcome thanks for having me here you're welcome it's such a pleasure michelle it's so good to just even talk with you likewise Thanks for coming. You're welcome. And I just want to say this too. I, I, you know, I went for my jog and I got all sweaty before this. Uh-huh. And then I went to my drawer to pick out the next shirt. And I put on this one that my mom actually yes. gave. Yes. <laughs> I love that that was hiding the whole time. <laughs> it says love yourself like crazy. And at first I was like, oh my God, my mom, what am I going to, I'm going to wear that shirt. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to wear that shirt. Hell yeah, I'm going to wear that shirt. <laughs> cool. Thanks for doing this. And, and really like I, I really do love seeing just like the, what I perceive as like the deep acceptance, you know, and I, I didn't say, I, I feel like there's, there's something I, I think about this a lot, like, you know, because if a person can be like, well, I'm not, I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm, I'm not straight. I'm not, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not this skin color, but it's just like, I feel like, wow, what a, what a, what a path to like come to love yourself more and more deeply. And I feel like that's what I've loved about my like queer community friends. It's like, oh yeah, I really had to work on uncovering all this stuff that said I was not okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like, like what a beautiful thing for all of us to learn. Like we, we need this variety. We need, we need difference. Like I don't want to eat white bread. Give me that, give me that like, <laughs> you know, that like superfood grain that has so much diversity in it. Yes. You know, so I, I don't know, that's just coming out of me. I, I really appreciate that when I see it. I, I just feel like there's something in there of who are you? What do you like? It's a-okay as long as you're not hurting someone, as long as you're not taking away someone else's ability to choose. Yeah, I'm, I'm so in, interested in showing up how love shows up for people. Yeah. For me, it blends all my communities. Like everyone can talk about love. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like literally everybody. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's such a portal to so much. It is. And I, I don't know. If, did we cover enough love today, Tom? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's been like a lot like of relationship stuff. And uh-huh. I mean, that question you had of like, who's the what's the most significant relationship in your life? I was like, I was like, okay, was it this person? Is that? And I was like, wait a second. It's the relationship with myself. I know. I think that's what's, as I do more of this, that that's what it is yeah. for everybody actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, it's almost like I'm doing research too. It's going to turn into something else. I it's totally going to move. That. There's a lot coming up about boundaries. 
Yeah. There's a lot coming up about respect, a lot coming up about choosing yourself. It's like mm-hmm. a little, I'm on a little research project. So well, I'm so excited for you. It's, it's like, it's really awesome. It's really nice to see it taking off. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's so great. So yeah. great. Well, thank you so much again. You're welcome, dear. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good rest of your day, Michelle. I will. You too. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Isn't Michelle incredible, y'all? I mean, do you see why I'm obsessed? I'm obsessed. Uh, Michelle is a constant inspiration to me, and I hope that she inspired you in at least one way through this episode. I know I have a million takeaways from uh, what she said, uh, but I always encourage you to go get your own. If there's something about this episode that lit up for you that really uh, starts resonating with you, go work with it. Go play with it. Be creative, like she says, and uh, go do the work. One of my biggest takeaways overall from Michelle is that, my goodness, is she someone who is really doing the work, the heart work. Like the the title of this podcast, she really goes to the heart of that. She is a person who's doing the heart work. I am too, and you can be too, but you got to show up for the work. So here are all of my takeaways. Number one, are you here to learn more, live more, and help others live from a place of love? Michelle is. I am too. Maybe if you keep coming back to this podcast, that's the type of person that you are as well. Just a thought. Number two, I love Michelle's quote about movement and love, which is she said, life is movement in service to creation with love. I'm just digging it. Number three, ask yourself these questions. Am I really honoring who I am and what I want right now? Who am I? What do I like? What do I love to do? These are great questions to answer for yourself at any juncture, and the answers can change, but they're going to help you lead towards more love. Number four, know that your soulmate is out there, but it's also in there. Your soulmate is in your own heart. Learn to love yourself like crazy. Number five, whether or not a person likes you when dating has nothing to do with you. It's all about that person and their stuff. Likewise, whether or not you like someone has nothing to do with them. It's actually just you confronting your own stuff. People are just mirrors to who we are. Number six, whether it's accepting something about yourself or accepting something about someone else, love is about accepting the reality of this present moment. Meditate on that. Number seven, what is at the core of your life? For Michelle, one thing that's always been there for her is movement. She even called herself a life movement specialist at one point. What's at the core of your life? It might help you tap into your own unique way of showing up in the world and how you experience love. Number eight, self-love is selfish, and this is okay. When we care about what other people think or we're caught up in someone else's script, we're not living our own lives. Focus on you. Be selfish. Your capacity to grow is in direct relation to your ability to look at your truth and not run away from it. Ask yourself, what am I doing to run away from or avoid my own truth? I've got to admit, sometimes I'm wrapped up in other people's stuff just so I don't have to deal with mine. Maybe you are too. Number nine, body talk, source point, biogeometry, astrology, dance, coaching, heart math institute, crystals, the cardinal method, and so much more. Michelle is doing the work and she doesn't stop with one method or one modality or one perspective. Your truth, 
your guidance, your next step will come from many different perspectives. Are you tapping into them? Number 10, when we connect with other people, our body biologically sends hormones and chemicals to the heart that creates an expansion of the arteries. So our heart actually expands physically when we're feeling full of love. How cool is that? Number 11, the heart field is the strongest electromagnetic field in our body. This is research that comes from the HeartMath Institute that Michelle mentioned. You can check them out at heartmath.org. I know I'm going to check them out more because I'm super intrigued. And their mission at the HeartMath Institute is to help people bring their physical, mental, and emotional systems into balanced alignment with their heart's intuitive guidance. This unfolds the path for becoming heart-empowered individuals who choose the way of love, which they demonstrate through compassionate care for the well-being of themselves, others, and planet Earth. So if you're a fan of this episode, you'll probably be a fan of the HeartMath Institute, and you might want to go check it out. Number 12, there are lots of people who are looking for help, and it's not weak to ask for help. In fact, some of the greatest people do. As Michelle says, stand behind the good dancer. Work with people that are better than you. Love people with bigger hearts than you. I love that Michelle is working with someone that she sees as miles and miles ahead of her. If you know her from dance, it's so easy to see how accomplished she is. You may think she's completely made it, but she's looking at someone who's far, far ahead of her. Mentorship, coaching, and asking for help are great ways to assist you to the next level of anything in your life, including love. So who inspires you, and what are the ways that you can learn more from them? Number 13, to think that a person makes a big change and has no doubts is false. Doubts are something everyone faces. Some people may look bold and courageous, but the reality is they probably doubted themselves at several junctures of their journey to get where they are now. Number 14, sometimes change might make you want to barf. You'll actually feel this in your body. The good thing about barfing is that you'll feel a lot better after you do it. Don't suppress it, just let it happen. Number 15, as we shift and change, it asks that everyone and everything shifts around us. As you walk into more of yourself and more of love, not everyone or everything that's around you now is gonna come along for the ride. For life to look different, you must do things differently. Number 16, you may have heard Michelle and I reference biogeometry several times during this episode. There is so much there and it's something that definitely connects us but i would go to their website if you want to know more which is at www.biogeometry.ca and last but not least number 17 which is michelle is an incredible resource and if you are feeling her vibe i totally recommend working with her she is super accessible and wonderful uh if you're interested in her work my advice would be to experience it uh, firsthand. Uh, and, and afterwards, pay attention to its effects for like a week or more. It's hard to really describe, but you'll know it when you experience it and it's 100% worth it. I totally recommend her Meditate, Move, Heal course. Uh, it's a great introduction to her work. And it also, for me personally, I did it at the beginning of quarantine and it got me moving, shaking, and and getting things off to a positive and productive start. Uh, I can't recommend Michelle enough. You can find more of her at her website, which is www.mbodyradiance.com. That's the letter M and bodyradiance.com. You'll find all kinds of good stuff there. 
Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I am always grateful for you taking the time out and giving your focus to this important work and research that I'm doing on the work of the heart. So how amazing are you to be putting your focus on that? Incredible. You're an incredible person. Thank you for your support. And if you really love this show, you've been really getting a kick out of it and you want it to exist in the world, then one of the best things you can do is go to Apple Podcasts and give it a five-star review. Uh, So not only rate it five stars, but also write up a couple of sentences. Why do you love this thing so much? We have been getting a lot of amazing feedback on the quality of the podcast and how deep it goes and how important it is, especially during this time. And so if you want to help us get that to the next level, uh, then go write a review. It's going to help people not only catch the vibe of the show, but it's going to it's going to make it connect to people who none of us even know they really need to hear what's going on here so i appreciate you in advance doing that work um beyond that you can always connect to the podcast uh, via the facebook page at heartwork podcast and you can find me on instagram at at tom lloyd hearts you you can find michelle at at michelle And uh, beyond that, I would just encourage you to go find someone that inspires a life of love. I mean, Michelle inspires me. There's other people that inspire me. I try to get myself around those people, connect with them in some way, work with them in some way, send them a note, do something to get yourself in the vicinity of people who are reaching higher than you. You can learn a lot and I know you can do it. So with that, I've got a whole bunch of love in my heart that I am sending your way and you can just go ahead and take that love and put it in your own heart. You can go find your own love um, and then give it out to the world because not only does the world need love, but you need love. You deserve love. Uh, So go find it. Do yourself a favor. Um, That's all I've got for today, and I'll see you next week. Bye.